Hey everyone, live from New York City, I'm Jay Dombeck and this is Sports In Depth. Hey folks, JD here, happy to be in the home studio this week. I know we usually release on Tuesday this week, we're releasing on Wednesday. Let's dive into the NFL. Uh, Monday night's matchup was outstanding. The Dallas Cowboys beat the Philadelphia Eagles 41-21. to And I love how Dak Prescott's playing football. It's truly wonderful. On Monday night, he was 21 for 26 with 238 yards and three TDs. Uh, really getting everyone involved offensively. And Zeke had a good game. I think Cowboys fans have been waiting for him to have a statement game, and he did it on primetime television. 17 carries, 95 yards for two TDs. That's that's real good for him. You know, we've been hearing noise about Pollard and that he's an explosive back, able to be a threat with that jet sweep and uh, bouncing outside, but Zeke is the tough runner. Jerry Jones, the owner, of course, has always been excited about a two-headed monster with Dak and Zeke and uh, getting a solid wide receiver core around them, led by C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper, as we all know. So uh, I think the Cowboys, you know, they sit at 2-1. and one. I'm very impressed, easily could have been 3-0. and oh. We know to open the season, they lost on a game-winning field goal by Ryan Suckup for Tampa Bay to defeat the Cowboys, but I was even impressed in their loss. Dak coming back from injury, shining right away, and... Uh, This looks promising for Cowboy fans. So uh, that Monday night matchup was quite a blowout. Eagles still figuring things out, moving over to that side of the ball. Hurts, we see arm talent, we see his ability to run. But now, unfortunately, we are also seeing him turn over to football, throw interceptions. He's making so-so decisions when to pass or run the football. Uh, You know, it was like third and long a few times on Monday night, and he's trying to dig it out for that first down where he's going to be four yards short. Rather sit in the pocket, even if you're going to take a blow, uh, you're going to take a hit, but throw it downfield, give your receiver a chance to catch it. But Philly's got a long way to go. I joke about the NFC East with my buddies and cousins, and we say it's the NFC least. It really still is. Uh, Giants have a lot of work to do. Philadelphia Eagles have a lot of work to do. Washington football team seems to be headed in a better direction. And the Dallas Cowboys, let's see if this year is their statement year. So uh, wrapping up that game. Now let's rewind to Sunday Night Football. The Green Bay Packers beat the San Francisco 49ers 30-28. The story was Aaron Rodgers getting it done, getting excited, beating a really good football team on the road, and we love to see that. I always joke, when you give quarterbacks in the history of this game, like Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, these guys, even if you give them only 30, 40, 50 seconds left in the game on the clock, they are going to get their team into field goal range, no ifs, ands, or buts. That's what the great ones do, and Aaron showed that on Sunday night. I thought he played pretty well. I thought the Niners played some good football too. Uh, I think both of these teams you will see in the postseason with Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones. They have a great running back, a premier quarterback, and an outstanding wide receiver. We'll see if their defense clicks when the games really start to matter come winter. 
but right now off to a solid start, 2-1 after getting blown out. I know we put a lot of emphasis on the week one loss to Jameis and the New Orleans Saints, but Aaron said relax, and I think Green Bay fans are relaxing as well right now with a big win on Sunday night football on the road, and those cannot be taken for granted. We'll talk about America's Game of the Week. I know I have a lot of Tommy supporters. Tom Brady, yes, he took a loss. No problem with that. Uh, He was on the road against a really, really good football team. We know the addition of Matthew Stafford was absolutely huge, guys. Uh, For the LA Rams to swap Jared Goff for Stafford. Stafford's 3-0 in a brand new stadium, SoFi, and he just loves the sport. It's good to see him and Sean McVay. Sean McVay was excited on the sideline. We know he has an outstanding record. He's unbeatable when he's leading at half. But Sean McVay, the head coach, and Matthew Stafford, the quarterback, they have a true connection on and off the field, and I feel that Stafford makes those around him better, right? And that's what differentiates quarterbacks from good to great. I always say the quarterback that's, you know, uh, the Cam Newton in Carolinas of the world, Matt Ryan in Atlanta, they sometimes were unable to make those around them better when the game was on the line, when it mattered most. You know, they took a big sack instead of throwing it away, not helping your teammates. Receiver open up the seam and you're dumping it down to the halfback uh, in the flat. That's what differentiates good from great, I feel But back to talking about Tampa Bay and the Rams. I thought Tom Brady still played well. Uh, I don't like to diss Tommy. We know that. But, you know, 41 for 55 is only okay for him. But how about 432 yards passing with a TD? He's doing what he's got to do. I think it's really important that Todd Bowles gets on this early. The defensive coordinator for Tampa Bay, of course. I feel that the Bucks in these first three games, yes, they're 2-1 and one and they'll be just fine, but they're getting scored on a lot. You know, we know their run defense has been unstoppable. You really can't run the football against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with that front seven led by Devin White. And we saw that with Zeke week one. Dak Prescott was throwing the football 50 times in the game because uh, they know they can't get the first down with the run. But the pass is what I'm really talking about. And, uh, you know, the Rams are a high-powered offense, but for them to score 34, is yeah, that's a lot of points. And we saw in the Super Bowl how good the Tampa Bay Buck defense played against Sir Patrick Mahomes, and they got to get back to that. I know it's a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover on the defensive side of things, but if you're playing with Tom Brady, no Super Bowl hangover. So I think they're going to correct that in the first few games of this season. I do think Tampa Bay is going to be okay. I also wanted to mention, I do think you're possibly seeing the NFC Championship game, which we had the pleasure to watch Sunday. I do have a rematch. I think the winner of this game in the postseason goes to the Super Bowl. And uh, I truly believe that. High-powered offense that can also play D, but just two teams that can absolutely outscore you. And uh, we know that's the story of football games here at the pro level, of course. Defense wins championships, but you can't win without a high-powered offense. Next, I'm gonna, I mean, I don't think any of us thought I'd have to talk about it like this. Patrick Mahomes is 1-2. and two. Shout out Austin, big win by the LA Chargers winning in Arrowhead Stadium 30-24. to 24. But Mahomes, we're gonna talk about, I've seen a few non-characteristic things out of Patrick Mahomes this year, and it's been some interceptions, 
Some are through the hands of receivers, but some are head scratchers. And with him, you don't see too many head scratchers. That's why I'm like, what's going on? But what really is going on here is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is putting the football on the deck. He is fumbling. It's not a hot start. And when you add throwing picks to that, when you add a defense that is not that great, if you ask me, the Kansas City Chiefs could easily be 0-3 to start this season. We saw the comeback win week one against the Cleveland Browns, but this is not the start any of us expected. Yes, we know that the Kansas City defense is only okay, but guess what? We always were like, hey, Mahomes is going to bail them out. He'll outscore the other team, whatever that number may be. So, something to learn from here that even teams like the Kansas City Chiefs that can drop points must play defense as well. Take a page from Ray Lewis and the Baltimore Ravens book back in 2012 or Von Miller and the Denver Broncos. Defense can get it done and offense can just do their thing if the defense is clicking on all cylinders. I'll touch upon it real quick because we know we talk to New Yorkers, but a combined 0-6 for the teams that play in MetLife and uh, 0-3 for the Giants, 0-3 for the Jets. Neither team impressed me. One thing that I like, and I was talking this over with my friend and producer PG, Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, he doesn't seem to be the issue. I think defense, uh, I'm not huge on our front seven. I think the secondary is pretty good. But Saquon's got to get back to hitting his holes, running the football. And then our receivers just have to be better. We have to make more routine catches. We have to be good catch and run. And when I mean that, create yards after the catch. Uh, We know guys like Rob Gronkowski, Julio Jones, even Tyreek Hill, they do such a good job after the catch, breaking tackles, being shifty in the open field. And that's what we need more of here in New York. And transitioning to the Jet side, I think, and I'm not going to blame it completely on Zach Wilson. It's a little bit of their system. It's how the Jets play football. Still deciding between that, you know, five, ten years ago, the Jets strictly being ground and pound, a lot of running the football with incorporating that pass, a lot of run on first and second down with giving the team only a chance to throw on third. Here with Zach Wilson, now they're putting the ball in his hands. Not a ton, but he's throwing picks. We know the caliber of teams he played in college weren't all that great. Him going to BYU, West Coast football is different than Southeast football. We know that. Uh, No knock at Uncle Ricky out there. West Coast football is still nice, but, you know, it's all about who you play and what prepares you for the big league. So Jets and Giants, we'll see. I think another rebuilding year, you know, Jets and Giants make it possible to rebuild for 5, 10 years. So we'll see how that goes. Those were some of the best games from this weekend. I wanted to show some love going back to the Thursday night game on September 23rd. The Carolina Panthers are 3-0. and I don't think anyone expected that. No one saw it coming. I sure as hell didn't. I like how Sam Darnold is playing. Uh, they're putting the football in his hands a lot. Uh, I think that's awesome because he was able to show some of his arm talent with the New York Jets, but now he's putting together arm talent with the mind of a good quarterback. When you bring those two together, then you'll win football games. If you air it out, you do some Brett Favre type things, you'll put up the stats, but the wins might not be there. Uh, Sam Darnold off to a hot start. Yes, Christian McCaffrey 
is going to be out a little while, and that's a tough blow. But we'll see if Carolina can stay on the right track because I have a lot of good things to say about Sam Darnold. And uh, yeah, that's our NFL segment. I wanted to show a little love to NCAA football. Shout out NC State upsetting Clemson. That was an unbelievable football game. We know upsets are fun and they are more than alive in college football this year. So to the college football fans, just wanted to shout it out real quick. NFL off and running. Happy to be in the home studio. And we got a great interview next week with special guest and MLB insider Mike Lambeau. And I'm really looking forward to it. Thanks so much for listening today. It's going to be fun next week. J.D. out. We'll be right back.